This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that, too. Oh, yeah. All really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. On this week's episode of Headlock Talk, we are discussing AEW's all-out pay-per-view show. Yes, indeedy. We are talking about all the matches, as well as some uh, NXT and WWE happenings. So stick around. This one's quite a hoot. And welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, no, that's not yet, is it? That's later. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, 
not across from me here. Um, Steven, uh, Steven actually couldn't make today's episode. Uh, he, he actually has a bit of an unforeseen medical issue that he's tending to. So, uh, keep Steven in your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, uh, to take up uh, the mantle here, uh, we have invited on, uh, our good friend Mags from Badlands Podcast. Mags, how are you doing today? I'm like the the turd in the toilet bowl that you just cannot flush. Everywhere <laughs> Tanner turns recently, I'm there behind him, like impending doom, just <laughs> sneaking up behind him. Uh, yes, it's, it was uh, great to be invited on. Uh, get well soon, Stephen. I hope uh, I hope you are better for next week because I don't know if I fancy doing this two weeks in a row. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad to be to be involved. Yeah, glad to help. Well, thank you, Mags, and I promise I won't take up too much of your time, because uh, I know your your time is ex- especially valuable, and, and you and I just actually talked yesterday, we, we were doing uh, Radio Techers, uh, which which if you haven't heard, it's the new premier uh, footballing podcast, uh, so yes, yeah, it's, it uh, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, so I uh, highly recommend that you all check that out. Um, we're going to be on the Shooting the Ish Sports Network. Uh, with uh, our good friend Anthony, formerly of Smart to Death, uh, as well as a lot of other great folks. Uh, so yep. make sure to, to check us out there and subscribe uh, to their podcast, as well as the main Radio Techers feed. Um, so, yeah, all, all sorts of good stuff with you and I, Mags. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've literally gone from uh, an idea that you had about a football podcast to, to me jumping in and, and kind of uh, helping with a pilot to to basically being the biggest football podcast in the world uh, on, <laughs> on on a new exciting uh, uh, network with uh, with amazing creators and also on a very established network with with visionaries we've uh, yes. we've really hit the ground running with our radio techers and yeah it's it's been an absolutely ball of a of a ride so far we uh, our last episode was a couple of hours long we went through some uh, deep diving into some uh, european transfers and the yeah. episode before that we did the the, the domestic transfers um yeah so definitely keep keep your ears peered for that and also on on the the uh, shooting the the sports ish network you'll find five rounds as well which uh, which is another one of my podcasts uh, about actual real farting and not pretend re- farting in wrestling like what we're going to discuss today uh, so yeah definitely go and check them out go and subscribe uh yeah we're, we're bringing you that quality content all the time man all the time uh, <laughs> well let's let's talk about the the pretend fighting um <laughs> there was a big pretend fighting show last night um aew's all out uh, there was a lot of hype behind this one, Mags, um, and uh, I would say certainly at parts it definitely lived up to the hype, but um, for me, this particular show didn't seem to have um, a lot of the grandeur that shows previous to this had. It didn't It didn't really seem to have that, that same kind of spark that maybe AEW Revolution did or, uh, or even um, uh, Double or, or Nothing just a few months back. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I th- I think a lot of the the matches, uh, and maybe this is uh, our fault as fans because we have been very spoiled in terms of AEW putting on dream match after dream match every week. But mm. a lot of the matches on this card don't really stand out as pay per view level matches, uh, and also it was 
it was an awfully long show for over four hours and we give WWE grief for being long and I think it's only fair that we kind of like judge AEW to the same standards uh, and it just felt that the show was over long maybe the, the kind of pacing was, was very off in, in places there was some amazing highlights don't get me wrong it, it was not a, a all bad news there was some really good matches uh, some really good highlights but there was also quite a bit of confusion, some very low points. And mm. yeah, it was, uh, I think this is the first time I, I can say that um, I was not overly impressed with an AEW pay-per-view. Mm. I, I would say that that hits the nail on the head uh, with me as well. Um, I think that there, there were some, uh, some definite opportunities for improvement. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that um, as far as like, um, well, well, I mean, we'll we'll really get into it um, here in just a moment, but like you know, there were cer- certain segments that that we talk about with WWE kind of being in the cinematic realm of things, and AEW certainly attempted to do some things like that uh, tonight. They they certainly uh, uh, tried to be innovative in their own way, but I, I think that at certain parts of you know the grief that we give to WWE constantly could certainly be applied here to this AEW show as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let, let's uh, let, let's skip the pre-show and let's actually move on to the to the actual <laughs> like meat of the card here because um, I mean I, I think that that's probably more more to our listeners' benefit than anything else. Uh, the, the show actually opened with the tooth and nail match uh, between Big Swole and Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Uh, this is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to cinematic wrestling um, and, and us giving WWE grief about it. Um, this was a somewhat inventive idea. The angle's been pretty, I would say it's been actually pretty hot as far as um, the happenings going on within the women's division of uh, mm-hmm. AEW. Um, but this is a little bit um, herky-jerky, if, 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 if you don't mind me using a, an Americanism here, Mags. Yeah, it was it was a very silly cinematic match, and silly does work sometimes. If you remember the the stadium stampede match, there was a lot of silly elements in that, mm, but mm-hmm. this was this was pretty much all silly elements, and especially when this feud has been essentially the only real women's feud that AEW built over the last few months. If this is the kind of the 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 payoff, yeah, it 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 went down like a, a damp squid. <laughs> I, I would say so. It's it's a unique... Um, uh, I don't know if, if if I was booking AEW, I don't know if I would have booked this match first on the card. Um, it, it is very much a comedy match. Um, yeah. you, d- you don't typically see Toru Yano opening a New Japan show and doing a comedy match. Um, usually with a good opener, you want something really solid, really fast-paced, exciting. You want to get the crowd drawn in uh, to the opening contest uh, to, I guess, buy them into the show. Um, but uh, this one here just seems like it was for laughs. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And and there was a, a big kind of a backlash on this. This wasn't actually meant to be on the main show. This was going to be on, on the buy-in. Uh, and uh, a lot of uh, of uh, 
fans, including a lot of kind of hardcore AEW fans, were were pretty upset at that because, like I said, this is pretty much the only women's uh, feud that's been built up with any kind of significance, and a lot of, a lot of fans were kind of upset that this was going to be a pre-show essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Khan came out and put a statement out about how he wanted uh, this to be that the, the featured prelim to to kind of uh, encourage people to buy the pay per view. And then less than twenty four hours later, is is uh, is uh, flip flopped, and and it's now the only match on the card. And I totally agree with you that it just didn't set the pace for for what an AEW card should be. And I believe mm-hmm. that the original plan was to open with the Bucks versus the Jurassic Express, which would have been a far better way to to oh, start yeah. this pay per view. I think. I think so too, and and we'll, we're going to talk about that match right here in just a moment. But yeah, I mean, I think the work was solid. I I would have rather seen a straight up match between these two ladies, um, mm-hmm. considering the feud that they've had. I think that that would have been a first good step. Whether or not Britt Baker herself had limitations based on her recent injury, I, I think that's safe to assume. Okay, I, I I mean that's that was my rationale for why they did it this way, but I mean who's who knows? Um, I I think that um, I think that you raise a good point here, Mags, and I think that Tony Khan should have stuck to his guns uh, on this one here. Um, but uh, I get um, that AEW very much is um, very social conscious, heavy, very uh, heavily mindful of the goings on on Twitter and 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 fan voices. Um, but yeah. but I, I do think that he should have stuck to his guns on this. And um, I, th- I think sometimes that that kind of social interaction they have is very commendable. The fact that you've mm-hmm. got that that uh, direct link to uh, a company of the size of AEW, uh, it, it's it's a really cool option for fans. But sometimes I think AEW's problem is that they they bow to this fan pressure so much, and and we've said time and time again that a lot of wrestling fans don't actually. <laughs> know what they want. They, mm. they claim they want this, they claim they want that, but when they get it, they then suddenly want something else. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Tony Khan should have stuck to his guns, just bit the bullet and realised that the backlash had already happened and put this on the on the pre-show uh, because watching the match, it was a pre-show match. It was a, a, a the kind of a match that you would see on a WWE pre-show where it's a, a little mm. bit of silliness, a very, quite a short match, uh, and basically to, to try and entice fans in if this is what we're going to have on the pre-show, just to imagine what we're going to put on the main show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and it just kind of set the tone for the rest of the night where AW just couldn't get from underneath their own feet almost. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I 100% agree. And uh, with that being said, I, I do commend Britt Baker and Big Swole both uh, for, for uh, still continuing on with this match, even in the, I guess, the limitations that they've had, possibly with Britt Baker's injury. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that they are both going to be leaders in the, the women's division uh, for AEW 100% for years to come. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think they should have stuck their guns on this one here. This one was not yet ready to come out of the oven, I don't think. Um, however... Uh, you did bring up the, the the next contest here, which was the tag match between the Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks, which really was uh, a, a solid barn burner. I don't think AEW has much to worry about their tag division right now. 
No, definitely not. Uh, for a company that's that's built around tag divisions, they they really knock out of the park. Uh, when it comes to big matches like this, sometimes they can get a little bit convoluted. Sometimes the matches can go on a little bit too long, especially on Dynamite. Uh, but yeah, this match knocked out of the park for me. Mm. I agree, man. I agree. Um, let's see here. Um, I mean, a- a- as far as I guess the implications of this match is concerned, um, it-, it seemed like a lot of this, I guess, more or less, there's a lot of allusions to, you know, the, the winners could go on for uh, a tag team title shot. Um, yeah. Jungle Boy continues to look great week in, week out. So does Luchasaurus. We already yeah. know what the Young Bucks can do. You know, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think there is allusions to this maybe leading up to maybe some kind of number one contendership here for the Young Bucks after they picked up the victory. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there was also, it kind of, uh, looking back in hindsight, it kind of telegraphed the, the story of what was going to happen later on in the day with, uh, with, uh, the the young bucks landing the the BTE trigger to finish off the match, uh, kind of alluding to uh, their their friendship with a, a certain cleaner, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it was a, it was this would have been a great way to to start the pay per view, and it was a very very solid match. I agree, man. And and what do you think about the BET, uh, BTE trigger actually being the the finisher for the match? Because normally the young bucks with them, you associate that with you know, uh, you associate them with like you know finishing with the the Melter driver, um, but uh, or the Indy Taker, or the Indy Taker for that matter. Um, but you know, BTE trigger. I mean, it's it's obviously uh, Golden Trigger by mm-hmm. uh, Kenny and Abushi, slightly modified. I will say that. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, uh, I mean, what would you make of that as being actually a, a finisher for them? I mean, they're getting a little bit older. Do you, I mean, do you think that that might have a little bit to do with it as well? It could possibly could possibly be that. Um, I think they've always been a very innovative team, uh, the Young Bucks, in terms of like uh, double team moves. Some of the the stuff that they pull off kind of does defy science and gravity. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like it. But not only because, like I said, it, it kind of shows that they're, they're maturing as wrestlers and they kind of not everything has to be a set up as a flip. Um, mm-hmm. But it also links to the fact that they're, they're working as a team, but not just as a tag team, as kind of like a faction. It, it really links into into that uh, the elite group, which we, we saw uh, in New Japan. And we've not really seen a lot of, in terms of AEW, there's, there's been like smatterings when there's been a big grudge match, but not really a lot of leaning into the fact that... Uh, that um, the elite are a, are a faction and it'd be cool to see them really push into this. And obviously later on in the night, we, we got a little bit more of that, that kind of like hinting towards it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I absolutely agree, man. I absolutely agree. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's interesting that, uh, the young bucks did pick up the victory here, especially considering the results later on in the evening. Um, but yeah, um, I, I did enjoy this match. Obviously jungle boy looked great. Uh, Luchasaurus looked great. Uh, the young bucks, obviously, like I said earlier, I mean, what can you say that hasn't already been said a million times over about them? Um, mm-hmm. but so yeah, solid tag team action here. Yeah, um, Absolutely. 
let me see. Uh, let's move on to the Casino Battle Royale. Um, <laughs> the the big uh, story here uh, seems to be who was the Joker, uh, the, the Joker card at the end of the match. Um, and it appeared to be none other than Matt Seidel. Uh, yes, it was. Mm. <laughs> and uh, what an emphatic entrance that he had into the match, Mags. Um, Glorious. If you are <laughs> going, to, if you are going to make an entrance, you have a nail a spot perfectly uh, and get those those points, or you fuck it up royally, near <laughs> enough kill yourself. Either way, you, you are you're you're the the face of this this battle royal. Uh, Poor, poor Matt Sardell. This is a guy who is uh, is so super talented. Never really got his uh, his uh, due in WWE, but on the indie scene and and in uh, the likes of Impact and even in New Japan, this guy was an absolute absolute legend. Um, yeah, it's just his body did not want to do that uh, shooting star press and mm. war be tar- for even attempting it. <laughs> he um yeah it, it it seemed like one of those instances here where if you um like if you if you see somebody who tries to like um like like their brain says okay do something but their body completely rejects the the, the request of the brain to do it yes this <laughs> absolutely like he got so he he tries to get up uh, he he puts on an excellent knee he knees um, you know the perfect ten. Uh, oh, what's his face? Right, right in his face. Right, Spears. Spears. Sean Spears. Thank you, Mags. Um, he, he and and it was an amazing uh, jumping knee that he gave. And then he gets up to the top rope, and then you can see, you know, he he gets up to the top rope. He leaps. He does have a slight slip uh, from his right foot, and his body tries to do the flip, um, but then says, absolutely not, sir, and he just lands right on, like, square on his shoulders. It looked pretty rough. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, a lot of people have focused on the fact that he could have easily damaged his neck. Uh, oh, yeah. But I think the worrying part was his his, his arm and his, and his shoulder really kind of uh, sprung off that top rope uh, when he was coming down and mm. that could have easily dislocated uh, so he's lucky really that he's not severely injured from this but um, he, you only get one chance to make a first impression and that was certainly <laughs> a first impression absolutely um, with that with, with first impressions here mags um, I mean what 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 are your um, what's your outlook on Matt Seidel? Uh, here on the AEW roster, yeah, I think he fits in really well. Um, he's he's already used to the style of the the young books. He's had, he's had many a match with them in uh, in New Japan uh, as part of uh, the team with Kushida, mm-hmm. um, and obviously uh, as in in uh, Impact and Ring of Honor, he's, 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 he's pretty much gone around the world, and he is a huge huge star. Uh, I think he fits in really well with that style of wrestling. He can he can also do the 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 kind of mat based wrestling really well. It's kind of a, a very underrated like part of his of his game. So I I like Matt Sardell in in uh, AW. I think I, I like him a lot more than I like Zack Ryder in AW. That's for sure. Yes, I I one hundred percent agree with that take here. I mean, it's it's one of those feelings where. I really do feel like 
um, they they prided themselves far too much on um, and I and I hate to go to this particular well, but like they they seemed too too eager to pick up former WWE people like mm-hmm. Zack Ryder, like Brody Lee, I think, um, and um, they they signed up a lot of people who, for better or worse, people have perceived as Cody's friends. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but Matt Seidel, he's definitely a guy who's earned his stripes. Really, um, yeah. you know, I think that he's he's got he's a guy who certainly belongs on that roster, um, and, and adds a different dimension to it. I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's not me, kind of like bad mouthing uh, Matt Cardona. I think he's a, a a very talented wrestler. He's had one of the the best WrestleMania moments in history with uh, when he won the the RC title. Uh, but he's He's a very much a WWE wrestler, uh, where where Matt Sardell is 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 very much the indie style of wrestling. His uh, his tenure in WWE was not that long, so he's he's not kind of uh, known for his WWE run, uh, where where Zach is clearly an out and out WWE wrestler, and I think that's why I, I would have that's why Matt Sardell appeals to me more than than someone like Matt Cardona. And same with kind of mm-hmm. like Ty Dillinger, uh, Sean Spears. I, I I just can't not see him as as the perfect ten Ty Dillinger. It's it's like a just like a mental block almost. Well, yeah, and and he continues to do you know the hand gesture with the Tim, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I I don't think that that does him many favors. Um, nope. but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that the more that they can depart from picking up former WWE people, the better at this point. Really, um, like. Uh, I think that that's one of the things that WWE, uh, not WWE, but rather WCW, really prided itself on in the early stages is their partnerships with uh, Japanese and, and Mexican promotions, and that you could see somebody from anywhere at any time. Um, whereas this is now like, oh, okay, well, you know, we get, I guess, this former WWE person's heading over here now. And it's you know I don't know man uh, it, sometimes sometimes it just bums me out because I just want to see new faces right like yeah. even though I'm familiar with Japanese and and, and uh, Mexican promotion talent uh, it's just like I, I want it I want you to put on somebody else uh, that's that's not really had uh, you know the spotlight on the big American stage so. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I, I agree, and I think it, it's 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 fine using XWE talent. They they have the biggest roster uh, of of huge names, and you can really get um, a lot of kind of faces on your product by using an XWE talent. But be selective about about who you're picking. Don't just pick up anybody just because you're friendly with them or you're familiar with them. Just use it to benefit the company rather than jobs for the boys almost. No, I mean, I I would definitely agree, and um, l- let's actually talk about uh, the winner of the contest here, Lance Archer, um, mm-hmm. who uh, uh, this um, Casino Battle Royale guarantees a, a future title shot. Uh, Lance Archer, um, a lot of people were kind of bummed out when uh, when he didn't win the TNT title, uh, but, uh, but that soon uh, became very clear that uh, he is... Uh, certainly, still on an upward trajectory here uh, mm-hmm. by winning this contest. Yeah, and I think uh, I predicted uh, Lance to win it, and I think he needed to to win it to keep that kind of monster um, uh, push that he's been getting. I think being in the in the TNT uh, title uh, tournament 
kind of stunted him a little bit, knowing that he was he was losing in the final to Corey. That that really kind of halted his his, his pushing. He's he's really worked hard to to get that back. Uh, so this this is a great victory and puts him dead in line for a for a title shot for for the for the big title and. He's got the look of someone who you could genuinely see as the, the AW world champion. Well, and I think you just answered my next question. <laughs> uh, so, so we might revisit that later on, um, but uh, but we'll move along here to the uh, the next contest, which was the broken rules match: Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, Oof. which uh, certainly had a bit of a tragic. Uh, implication here mm-hmm. um this uh i mean I'll, I'll just quickly just tell you what happened um essentially uh they started at the football stadium um sammy was gonna drive the 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 cart uh, that uh, had previously chased him he was gonna chase matt hardy with that uh, matt hardy dodged out of the way um uh and uh, Sammy basically crashed into, I guess, some boxes there. Uh, there was a crash pad set up. They climbed up some scaffolding, and um, essentially what happens here is that uh, uh, Guevara, I guess, was going to, I guess, go for a, perhaps a spear is what it looked like, or, or I, I guess there was a little bit of confusion as to what actually happened up there because uh, I couldn't really get a good look at it. But mm-hmm. they both... Overshot the crash pad uh, by quite some distance, and Matt Hardy, uh, he landed right on the back of his head onto the concrete, and was just not the same after that. Uh, Aubrey Edwards had threw up the the dreaded X sign multiple times throughout the match, and at, at one point, uh, they finally just kind of called it off, um, at least temporarily, until they could kind of get in position for where they were going to do the finish, and Matt Hardy simply just pushed Sammy Guevara off some scaffolding uh, for the quote-unquote victory. Um, I think mm-hmm. that this match will be uh, revisited in some way, shape, or form, but uh, things haven't been going so smoothly for Matt Hardy since entering AEW, it seems. No, and this was legitimately terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to really put into words the the comedy of errors in this whole match the the spot was unnecessary the fact that uh it was through tables onto bare concrete just absolutely ludicrous the 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 way that the the over over jumped and 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 matt was clearly concussed absolutely the guy was he was not all there at all um I, I don't understand the decision making in allowing the the match to restart. It just makes no sense in the world. And I don't normally agree with uh, with Matt's wife Rebe on on Twitter. I think she can sometimes be very controversial for controversial sake. But she was legitimately terrified on on Twitter, and she was uh, she was disgusted in in the people who uh, who were in control uh, uh, in the back. I, I believe that the, the narrative is that Matt gave the okay that he felt that he was all right. But uh, from knowing people who've had concussions and these people cannot make uh, 
they cannot make decisions for themselves. They they don't they don't have the the kind of mental capacity in that in that situation with with a concussion to be able to 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 be making the best decisions for their their own health. So the doctor should have kept to his decision and called this match off. Whoever allowed Matt to carry on uh, in this match. They, they need to be fired. It's as simple as that. And I'm not one for, for kind of a, uh, wanting to want to lose a job, but he was very, very injured. He was allowed to, to do another ridiculously unnecessary spot and he went straight to hospital after the match. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no reason for this match to carry on. It was ridiculous. Uh, it was the worst match on the card and it sucked the absolute laugh from the crowd, from the people watching at home. Nobody was interested in the, the match coming up because everybody was worried for Matt Hardy's health. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a, a very, very scary thing. And I, 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 can, I can't say anything but shame on AEW for allowing this to happen. Well, and and I'm in a hundred percent agreement with everything that you just said, uh, and uh, I'll kind of bring it back to what we just talked about before. If if the shoe was on the other foot and mm-hmm. Matt Hardy was doing a match in WWE uh, where this happened, people would be asking for WWE's head. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be a WWE fanboy. I'm not a WWE apologist. Mags, you know me more than most podcasters. Um, I'm out and out. If I support anybody, I'm supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? <laughs> uh, um, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, if the shoe was on the other foot and, and I'm calling a spade a spade here, people would be ripping WWE apart if this had happened under their watch. Absolutely, and and even the 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 hardest of hardcore AEW fans, they, I I just can't see the mindset of 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 saying that this was all right to do. I've seen people on Twitter saying, "Yeah, Matt made the call. He's happy to continue." He was concussed. Anyone who's ever had a concussion are not like, compass mentors. There's people who, who don't remember anything that's happened whilst they've been concussed. Yeah, it's it's a very very scary situation. You are you are talking about damage to the brain right uh you are not going to make competent sane decisions when you when your brain has been squashed against the inside of your skull it's as simple and clear as that uh the doctor should have called this off it was a bad decision and i would have rinsed wwe for doing exactly the same thing just like i'm rinsing AEW. um i've always kind of want to be in the middle of where i can enjoy a product Mm -hmm. but if something goes wrong i'm happy to criticize it and right now AEW deserve all the criticism for this Absolutely. Well, and 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 I, I think what really hit me um, was like obviously seeing seeing the actual spot itself was horrifying, but like Sammy Guevara tried to pick him up and Matt couldn't even stay on his feet. He was just mm-hmm. falling over just multiple yeah. times, and that should have been that should have been that right there. Um, why they decided to continue this after Aubrey threw up the X multiple times. Um, you know, and, and attempted to call the match off. Um, 
is beyond me. Um, so it, it um, was reminiscent of uh, if you remember uh, the the recent match between the Kabuki Warriors and Becky and, and Charlotte Flair yep. when uh, when uh, Karrison took that uh, horrific bump through the table and was clearly out, and Becky had to roll her under the ring to to basically protect her from from a Charlotte Flair destroying her, and WWE got absolutely rinsed over for that because of the way that they, they, they uh, handled uh, Kyrie Sane and deservedly so. So it's only fair that AEW, who who arguably have gone worse because they've allowed Matt to continue rather than them protecting him. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. No, I, I absolutely agree, man. I absolutely agree. And 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 from from what you had said earlier, where, where you, you watch MMA quite frequently you you are a a massive mma fan um you know even then when when a guy hits his head on like the actual canvas it is not it's it's not even close to what happened to matt hardy and hitting concrete Um, exactly so that's i mean that's that's just the level of what we're talking about here folks yeah and and we we uh say on on five rounds that the referee is not particularly there to uh to for his benefit for the benefit of the fans he's there to make sure the fighters are protected and when someone is hurt enough that they are knocked out or they're concussed the ref is there to stop that fight immediately and that's what should have happened in this uh, i understand that it's kind of apples and oranges with real fighting compared to to scripted fighting but the essentially matt hardy was not clean out it should have not it should have not been allowed to carry on no matter what yep yep i i absolutely agree man i absolutely agree um we'll we'll move on um and um i i'm a little bit sad that we have to move on to to such a great match as you put it because i think there's a lot of people who unfortunately uh were very much sucked out of the entire event after seeing what happened to matt hardy Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, Thunder Rosa, the current reigning NWA women's champion, uh, took on Hikaru Shida in, uh, for the AEW women's title. And, uh, this was actually a very, very good match, Mags. I, I think that this is some of the highest level women's wrestling that I've seen all year, uh, that hasn't been done in stardom. Yep. I agree. And it's such a shame the the AEW women's division just cannot catch a break. There are uh, obviously there's a lot of backlash between um, the fans because it's a an NWA uh, performer getting a title shot and they're not pushing their own talent. But this on paper is an absolutely outstanding match. And if it hadn't have followed the Matt Hardy uh, injury this match would have probably got rated a hell of a lot more and we would have been talking about this in 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 with way more praise the match itself taken out of out of context of the show was superb absolutely superb two female talents at the very top of their game beating the living piss out of each other uh yeah it was just a, a really really good match there were a couple of botches and a few awkward spots but mm. all in all this was it was arguably the the, I want to say the best match on the card, maybe um, mm. a really good, a really good match. It kind of really boosted both of them. I think uh, Thunder Rosa doesn't come out of this looking any weaker because of of the loss. She really gave uh, Hikaru Shida all that she could give her, and he, uh, Shida picked up a, a great victory. Uh, 
But yeah, I just wish it wasn't in the place it was. I I just want this women's division to to kind of have a have a break a little bit and 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 get pushed a lot more and not suffer through because of what happened before it. It's a shame. No, I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, I think that, and, and despite all the controversy between the NWA fan group and the AEW fan group, um, I think that this was obviously for me probably the most hyped women's title match in AEW history. Um, mm-hmm. You actually had an AEW champion who is exceptionally talented um, squaring off against somebody who really, and and again, no, no knock on AEW, their women's division is still very much growing, but somebody who actually could work in the technical, on the technical level that Hikaru Shida could. Right, yes. you had somebody who actually—it's it, almost like having somebody who speaks your own language, right? Um, and and I'm not saying that uh, Penelope Penelope Ford or you know um, uh, or or anybody else on the women's division is any kind of slouch at all. I mean, there there are some great women uh, wrestlers in that division. Obviously, we talked about Britt Baker and Big Swole earlier. Um, Chris Statlander is another one, um, but. I think with these two, uh, they put on a fantastic match, um, yeah. and um, I, I, I really, I really almost feel like this needs to happen more often. These these kind of partnerships that uh, that AEW and NWA have, uh, kind of like what Foul discussed last week. I, I think that this is a, mm-hmm. a a brilliant piece of work between AEW and NWA. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you are struggling to get over. Uh, your your female talent well if you're struggling to get them into the building and to be able to build these feuds absolutely work with uh with companies like nwa uh to to bring their talent they've got a a really good female roster so yeah Mm -hmm. that would be that would be a really good idea even if you maybe could work with the the girls at impact because impact have got a, a cracking roster as well um, mm-hmm. And bringing some some uh, some big names to to kind of like uh, set up almost like a murderer's row of, of uh, title defenses for Sheeta because as good as Sheeta is and uh, we know her because we're kind of um, we have more of a knowledge of Japanese uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Your average wrestling fan doesn't really know a lot about Hikaru Shida other than that she's a really good wrestler. That's where AW really kind of do their females a disservice. They're not, you don't have any kind of um, character progression with them. You don't, you don't know anything about them aside from they're a female wrestler. Look at what happened with uh, with Riho. She was literally just a ninety pound girl who uh, who won the title, and she was always the underdog. There was no kind of like uh, character arc or or kind of backstory about her. Uh, and it's kind of the same here with Hikari Shida. You're not getting that kind of knowledge of why she is so good, what kind of wrestling history she's got. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it's a shame because she she she's arguably one of the two best female wrestlers in the world uh and i think that she's just been done a little bit of a disservice mm-hmm. no I, I again i i absolutely agree with everything that you just said man i mean i i don't think that there's um there's nothing wrong with the women's division that they have now in AEW, but they've really not put any kind of 
special spotlighting on it, and mm-hmm. and and I think that even to to that degree, uh, we haven't been given a reason to care about you know why why people should believe that Hikaru Shida is important as AEW Women's Champion, um, yep. and and I think that that's uh, this match actually renews or you know if this tape lands on the desk of Tony Khan you know you know Monday morning or Tuesday morning as it's a holiday here um <laughs> if if he goes back and rewatches this match i hope that he finds some renewed uh, you know uh belief or faith in the women's division and 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 finds ways that he can make uh make the division work because if if you we can't get the champion over then how are you going to get the rest of the the division over and i think that this this puts a great spotlight on why uh Hikaru Shida is so important right now to AEW yeah and and the, the what makes it even more of a, a concern is the fact that they've not that long ago just had a, a tournament for women for in uh, with the women's tag team uh, tournament and what's come of it who who's the 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 stars from it it's literally the tournament's finished and there we go there's nothing built from it and mm-hmm. it was a concern that I had from the very beginning, I was lambasted on on wrestling Twitter from the the AW uh, stands saying, "Oh, give him a chance, and we'll see what storylines have come out of this." And I was like, "Absolutely fine. I hope they really do build some storylines from it." But they haven't, and I was mm-hmm. right. It was literally this was just fan service to to try and keep the uh, the the wrestling Twitter community quiet about AW not giving the the women the proper recognition and it absolutely ended up being exactly what I predicted there's nothing come out of the tournament uh, of any note there's no storylines uh, and yeah it was it was just filler again for the women and it's such a shame because the Penelope Ford, for instance, is improving week on week uh, as a wrestler. You've got uh, Diamante and Ivelisse who are so talented and so mm-hmm. underrated. Um, mm-hmm. They brought in um, uh, Anna Jay and uh, Tanara Conte. Tanara Conte, I, I can take her and leave her, but she's still a very, very talented wrestler. And they've done nothing. They've done absolutely nothing with them. Yep. It, it's it's quite sad, man. Uh, but I really hope that they they get this sorted out. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I I think that this puts a nice spotlight on both. Uh, Thunder Rosa did not look bad at all in defeat, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, I, I I would like to see these two run it back again if if at all possible. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I, th- I think that 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 covers it. Very very good match. I really really enjoyed it. And if you can watch it in isolation without having to take into account uh, what happened with Matt Hardy previously, I think that you'll really, really enjoy the match. Um, but it does suffer if you are a, a viewer watching it live or watching everything all the way through. Um, yeah. Let me see here. Um, next match on the card, The Dark Order uh, faced off with The Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky in an eight-man tag match. Um, not a terrible match at all. Uh, this, uh, the, the, the storyline just really doesn't, um, click with me. All right. Um, I, I, I would have, I mean, it, it's interesting as to, they, they, they put the, the title on, um, on Mr. Brody Lee without him having any kind of direct challenger coming, uh, into this pay-per-view. I guess that they set up something, uh, in the works here. You've definitely got four, 
uh, viable contenders uh, mm-hmm. based on the result of this match here uh, with, uh, you know, uh, Scorpio Sky, Matt Cardona, uh, Dustin, and uh, QT Marshall. Um, <laughs> well, I think QT may be the whipping boy of this group. But, uh, yeah, um, I think the the match, for me, it, it's it's... It was a setup match, like you like you said. It was to set up uh, who would be next in line for for Mr. Brody Lee, um, and also kind of uh, further uh, continuing the storyline of of Colt Cabana's indoctrination in in the uh, into the Dark Order. Um, if the ending where Cabana kind of screwed it up uh, was basically given a, a gimme uh, to pick up the victory and, and uh, the the, the lamb blasting he got from uh, from uh, Brody after after losing, kind of like it's 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 basically dragging Cole uh, into the 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 cult of Dark Order, which is a uh, it's been a very interesting storyline how they've they've kind of uh, wanted to pull Cole uh, away from being the happy go lucky uh, wrestler they is to being part of this this uh, this cult. Uh, I've really enjoyed that. Um, the the storyline with Dusty makes absolutely perfect sense. He wants to kind of uh, avenge his brother. Um, he said he's coming for for Trevor uh, for Brody. Sorry, Trevor Lee to the moon. <laughs> um, he's coming for Brody Lee uh, on Wednesday, uh, and he's bringing hell with him. Um, so mm. it, it it makes sense. Uh, again, this was not a match I would per- personally have put on a card. If you're if you're looking for a match to set up a feud, does that go on essentially your second biggest card of the year? Um, I don't know, but. As good as the match where it was in terms of action, it was also probably the worst match in terms of uh, of uh, backlash. Uh, Jr. being Jr. just horrific. The, the guy, I'll, Jr. was the voice of my wrestling childhood. Absolutely mm. loved him as a, a commentator in in the Attitude Era and even before that. But this Jr. is sullying his own reputation he doesn't know the wrestlers names he doesn't have he doesn't show any kind of interest in the storylines he's only really bothered about shilling his own products his book and his his source which gets multiple uh mentions every time he's on commentary but then when um anna jay got in the ring and was uh was pump kicked by brandy which a fair play to Brandy. I give her a lot of grief, but that was a quality pump kick. She really mm. laid into Anna Jay. But uh, JR's comment about, oh, uh, did Anna Jay have a, a wardrobe malfunction or is was that wishful thinking? That's that's the kind of mindset that we are trying to get away from in this business. We've just had a movement that is continuing about female wrestlers being subjected to bullshit just like this. Mm-hmm. And he rightly got shit on on Twitter about it. Rightly got it. Uh, he put up an apology, uh, and I'm going to quote verbatim because I think the apology is is kind of um, an epitome of of uh, a typical wrestler apology in these situations. He said, "Didn't mean to offend anyone on the wardrobe malfunction line. Weak attempt at humour. Sorry. Now lighten up." So basically, sorry, but I'm not sorry. You're, it's your fault for being offended. And that's the issue. Jim Ross ruined this match for me because of how 
in the dark ages he is with his mindset. It was a disgusting comment. He 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 he, he, he should be rightly punished for that. It was horrific. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I it, it was a it wasn't a, a line in good taste, and, and it's actually a surprising line because I mean, again, with with the mindset that you have, um, with with AEW's fan base in particular, wrestling fan bases, I think in general tend to be a lot more progressive than what they used to be, um, and. Um, Particularly AEW's audience, I, I, I see, is, tends to be very, very progressive as far as um, e- equality and diversity is concerned, um, and it it seems as a very, um, very out of place and very um, out of character uh, for AEW. Uh, I guess to not really take that so seriously um, is it, very odd. And I get that JR is, um, and, and by no way am I apologizing for him, but JR is a, is a relic of another era. Um, and I, 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 I don't think that that is a defendable uh, argument by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that he, I, I, I sincerely don't believe that he meant to offend anybody, but why even say it? Why does that even cross your mind? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, yeah. you know, it, like, even in the context of the match, it doesn't make any sense. So, it, 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 like, it just smacked of mid 90s Jerry Lawler. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that, that's exactly what what came to my mind, too. Is like, that's, that is a line that the king would say, right? Yeah. And, and again, I don't, I don't want to be the kind of if WWE person, but if Michael Cole would have said this, he would have been fired. He would have been absolutely fired. Uh, but, it, but AEW just don't seem to kind of, um, they don't seem to care. And it's, it's a really weird, especially like I said, they, they are so such a socially aware company, all the work that they've done for, for people with, uh, with uh, it, uh, issues in uh, with the, the 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 quiet rooms and and epilepsy and stuff like that and and even the the kind of um, the ill-timed and ill-planned uh, AW heel stuff, it, it all you can see it comes from a good place. There mm. were kind of good intentions behind it. There's no good intentions behind comments like this. It's it's a relic that we are working so hard as a. a a community to 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 put in the past and leave it in the past where it belongs and stuff like this just drags it back up again yep no absolutely man absolutely i mean the the match wasn't wasn't terrible the match itself was was fine it, it mm-hmm. a little bit oddly placed again i think um i i really do believe that aew sometimes struggles with finding ways to fill out the card Whereas I would be perfectly happy if you just gave me six of your best matches for thirty five dollars and called it a day, um, but I but this, I understand this paper was so long, yeah, <laughs> so long. <laughs> no, for sure, and 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 it's like I understand that I would be giving you as AEW as a company less money, but again, you would have less performers that would have to you know take up the mantle. Um, but um, I don't know, man, it's. Yeah, th- this match didn't blow me away by any stretch of the imagination. Um, 
the next match on the card, uh, w- which was fairly uh, fairly interesting, actually, as far as story building is concerned, was the AEW Tag Team Championship match between Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega uh, taking on FTR. Um, now, FTR did win the Tag Team Gauntlet match uh, to deserve this number one contender shot, and um, by uh, no surprise to me, at least, uh, they actually uh, went on to win the whole thing. Um, so good for them. FTR, I think made for perfectly good tag team champions, uh, make, make for good tag team champions actually. Um, but, uh, the real story of this match is, um, how FTR acted as the far superior tag team team uh the the story here is that tag team wrestling is what's responsible here not not names not draws it's tag team wrestling is what wins you the titles um and i think that you while you have had great moments with hangman adam page and, and kenny omega as tag team champions and that they have had very much a cohesive tag team partnership up until now the story here is that they certainly did not act like a tag team. They acted like two individuals uh, who were not responding well to each other at all. Yeah. Uh, and I think of all, I mean, I've, I've just reacted AEW over the calls, but uh, I'm definitely going to flip flop on this and, and say, this has been arguably the best storytelling that AEW have done in their entire mm-hmm. existence. Uh, this hangman, uh, Kenny book storyline has has had me invested from from day one, and it's got no signs of stopping for me. Um, yeah, I, I love everything about the storyline. The mm. the way that uh, Paige wasn't able to trust uh, Kenny. Uh, Paige was turning to 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 drink and was kind of like making uh, impaired decisions. Uh, FTR able to get into Paige's head. Uh, and kind of like sway him a little bit, and mm-hmm. then then Kenny getting frustrated and 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 turning to the the heel Kenny that uh, that we all know and love from from his his days in New Japan. Uh, I'm really glad that they didn't go the easy route of making uh, Page the heel in this because I think if anybody is the next big baby face of the company. It's Adam Page. The guy has got such momentum, and and he's got a character that you can really, really fall in love with. Uh, and Kenny and the books come off naturally as as heels, so it it really really does work. Uh, this match was, it was at least on par with uh, the the Sheeta and Thunder Rosa match. Possibly, um, it it may be the best match uh, on the card. It's a it's a very razor thin pick between the two. Um, but yeah, it was just great storytelling. Uh, one thing I, I, I was a little bit kind of um, nonplussed about, I suppose, was uh, was when FTR put the hands up to block the V trigger. Nobody does that. You, it's not something <laughs> you should do. Um, but yeah, it was a, a well a well worked match. Really told the story well. The end though was 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 absolutely brilliant. Where Omega looked like he was going to attack Page. And uh, when Paige was kind of like almost begging for for Kenny, uh, he left him laying in the ring. Uh, and then the camera following Kenny all the way through the the backstage, mm-hmm. joining up with the books, saying "I'm done," and and then leaving the arena. Beautiful, beautiful story work. Uh, yeah. And 
it'll be fun to see where this goes. Hopefully we're leading to perhaps a four horsemen versus elite. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it was, it was very, very good storytelling. No, I, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. And you, you've made a lot of great points. So I'll, I'll try and I'll, I'll try and pick them off <laughs> one by one as I go here. Uh, first off the, the, the part on, on the V trigger, I completely agree. I think there's probably only one man who should be allowed to block the V trigger. And that man does not work for AEW. So, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe two names i'll throw i'll throw kota ibushi and uh kazuko okada in uh, in the 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 ring there those two guys and those two guys only should be able to block the v trigger everybody else you're taking it right you 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 gotta (laughs) take the v trigger um that being said um match was very very good i don't think that it's as good as um, the Young Bucks versus Hangman and, and, and Kenny uh, from earlier this year at AEW Revolution. I think that that match is far superior to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the storytelling here is still very intriguing, um, and, and, and I do like the disintegration uh, of Paige and Omega and how Omega just threw an enormous fit after the match. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's been going on for quite some time, though, Mags. Uh, we, I, I am actually quite surprised that we didn't actually get a full-on blow-up between the two. Yeah, uh, but it's it's good that we're being kind of fed it slowly, almost drip-fed. Uh, mm. Really seeing the the breakdown of of this relationship, uh, and really seeing like hangman wallow and kind of like almost circle down the drain and once it hits rock bottom and the rise to to the top is going to be that much sweeter i suppose uh and and getting back the the evil kind of almost bullet club-esque elite that's going to be brilliant i'll i love them they drag me kicking and screaming into new japan wrestling uh mm-hmm. and if we're going to get them in AEW, i'm all for it yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, so this match again, very, very good. Um, um, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's nearly as good as what uh, the match at Revolution was, um, but it's still very good nonetheless. Um, yeah. So uh, moving right along to the semi main event of the evening, uh, Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy, Part Three, the Mayhem. Uh, the the mimosa mayhem match rather, mm-hmm. um, Mags. This was quite a strange match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho is my goat. I I will always have him at number one unless he does something really horrific. He'll be forever my number one wrestler in uh, in, in the history of, of wrestling. And nine times out of ten, his ideas are absolutely brilliant. Look at mm. the Elimination Chamber. Look mm. at Money in the Bank. Really knocked out the out the park. Le Champion, bit of the bubbler. The guy's a creative genius. Just this match for me didn't work. It was a, it was fun for what it was, but yeah, it was, and it certainly didn't need to be the core main event. Not at all. Um, I'm glad that that that. Uh, Cassidy went over. He definitely deserved it, and and Chris Jericho has has worked absolute wonders in in putting over these young talents. Uh, the, the the work he did for Darby Allen to put him over, the work he's done with this feud with uh, Cassidy has really made Cassidy look an absolute million dollars. Uh, but yeah, this this match it 
it was it was a daft daft match. Um, mm. There's not really a lot more I want to say about it. To be fair, there was a, some interesting wrestling. I I don't get the point why they were going for pins. I know pins were allowed to end the match, but you have two massive vats of uh, of mimosa. Pins are pins are irrelevant. You know that somebody's going in the mimosa. It makes absolutely no sense. Right. Um, and fair play on on Jericho to be having that mimosa bath. Uh, but yeah, it's a it was a nothing match. It was it was a yeah. It just didn't need to to be so high on the card. This this could have been like a a palate cleanser match in the middle of the card. Maybe mm. put this on after the the issue with the Matt Hardy card, uh, match. I mean, obviously, I know AEW couldn't really predict that, but I think that would right. have been can uh, it would have been kind of a. A good dichotomy if you have like the the real kind of blood feud between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, and then this kind of fun, ridiculous feud uh, between Jericho and and Cassidy. It would have been a nice kind of a, a palate cleanser almost. But yeah, it happened. We move on. Cassidy's uh, Cassidy looks a star coming out of it. I think so. I think that Orange Cassidy definitely comes out looking like a very big star, and um, I think the I think that that lends more to the actual feud itself than it does particularly for this match. I think that you used a very important word here uh, describing the match, and and I think that that's uh, that's fun. They tried to make this fun, um, which is is all well and good. Um, I get that we've done a lot of. Um, more jovial kind of things here in this particular feud, like you know the orange bath and, and that kind of thing. But let's let's not forget this this feud really began with Jericho bloodying up Orange Cassidy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this was supposed to be an actual blood feud and blood orange feud, blood orange feud. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, but it's it seems as if um, they. They kind of just continued on with, hey, I mean, Orange Cassidy seems to be a comedy wrestler. Let's do comedy bits and let's do a comedy match here, which is not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But as as high of a profile of a few this is, as, as somebody who had a whole article devoted to them uh, uh, on ESPN, uh, Orange Cassidy, if you're trying to make him into a big star... A comedy blow-off match is not the way to do it. I mean, I would have said, you know, put him in a steel cage or put him in a no di- uh, a no disqualification match or put them in something else uh, that that would have actually uh, lended more credibility to Orange Cassidy um, as a as a star. Um, yeah, and and especially if you take into account the the promo battle that they did with Eric Bischoff as the moderator, mm-hmm. that really added. Uh, uh, an interesting kind of facet to to Cassidy's character that he wasn't just a slacker, that he wasn't just lazy, he, but he was very deliberate in in how he exerted his energy. And then you go and end the feud with with uh, basically two swimming pools with uh, of Buck's fizz. It's re- <laughs> a really weird. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a lot of Fanta in that pool. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, uh, if you have any trajectory for Orange Cassidy, where does Orange Cassidy go from here, Mags? And and that's that's the conundrum. Mm. Uh, if you if you look at the the tile pictures, they're pretty much sewn up for the next feuds. Um, 
and you don't want to kind of lose that that momentum that Cassidy's got. You want to jump into to another pretty huge feud for him. Uh, I just don't know where, 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 who's going to be next for Orange Cassidy. Um, there's nobody really on the horizon who you could think of, unless you're you're looking at maybe Jake Hager. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of, of of kind of like him climbing the ladder to titles, yeah, the the TNT titles all kind of sewn up at least for the next few uh, defenses. You've got um, you've got Archer looking at, at winning the the AW title next. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I just hope they they come up with something because I don't want to see uh, Cassidy lose this this kind of uh, groundswell he's got. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree, man. Absolutely. Um, we'll we'll talk about the main event now. Uh, John Moxley takes on MJF in a match where the paradigm shift is banned. He cannot use the paradigm shift at all. Uh, this was actually a pretty decent wrestling contest between the two. I don't think that they n- nearly have the chemistry that most would salivate over, um, just be- based on their styles that they have. Um, I think that the that MJF made the match very much worth wanting to tune into uh, mm-hmm. because of his promo his promos and his delivery and how the feud was set up. Um, but this is very much again um, uh, by the numbers uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of booking where Moxley was just a little bit too smart uh, for for the heel in the match and and uh, ended up taking advantage of a. Uh, Of the referee being distracted by Wardlow on the apron, Uh, Wardlow had thrown the ring into uh, thrown. uh, I guess the what is it the uh, the diamond ring, the AEW ring. Mm -hmm. Um, He threw it in the onto the canvas for MJF and uh, Moxley. Uh, He spotted it first and uh, took advantage of the situation and gave uh, MJF a paradigm shift before the ref could turn around and see it and got the three count to retain the title here. Uh, are you yep. are you surprised at all by the result, Mags? Um, yeah, I, I felt that it, it was probably time to 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 put the belt on on MJF. Uh, but looking at, at the way they booked this match, I can I can see um, there's definitely legs in uh, MJF being slatted and, and and continuing uh, this kind of. Um, Chase for the title. Um, mm. If you remember the, the 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 campaign promos that he's done, he stated that uh, Moxley wasn't the champion that we deserve, and he he was essentially calling Moxley the heel in this uh, in this feud. And as as all the best kind of heel storylines are, they believe that they're in the right. They're doing these actions because they believe that what they're saying is true. And uh, whilst the fans don't agree with it, it's for the better of the company. And, it turns out that he was right that that John Moxley isn't the 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 baby face that everybody thinks it that he is. He mm-hmm. is willing to use those like those dirty deeds uh, levels <laughs> there with the comedy to 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 get the win. It was great storytelling. I think it's arguably uh, MGF's best match um, in in AEW, and it was a, a very solid solid way to close the show. Um, but yeah, I I, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. I think MJF comes off as more of a the 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 dickhead style heel that that he is. Uh, yeah, I think it was a a well put match. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you do you do have that illusion there where um, MJF possibly feels screwed over. Uh, like he he could definitely provide that argument that he was screwed out, out of the win that that uh, that Moxley did uh, perform the paradigm shift illegally. Um, uh, but um, I mean, I, I think that the the result gives you more questions than answers. It it, it begs for almost. Um, almost a little bit of sympathy for MJF and and a reason for him to have a rematch. But now you have Lance Archer, Lance Archer rather, in the picture, and um, you know th- that kind of ties things up with them too. So I mean, you kind of wonder if if John Moxley's going to make it through Lance Archer in order to have another match with MJF. I I, I really mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, it 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 it, it could telegraph uh, Archer versus Moxley. But then we could also see um, MJF screwing an Archer to say, I, "No, I want to be taking this title off him." So there's there's certainly connotations and kind of uh, roads that AEW can go down. I think this was great booking. If you're not going to put the title on MJF, it was good having him look strong, uh, losing to a move that was essentially mm. banned. Uh, he can definitely feel aggrieved, uh, and it definitely adds kind of more legs to this feud. Absolutely, man. I, I, I think that we've got it spot on here as far as a review for AEW's All Out. Do you have any finishing touches on the, the rest of the card before we move on to other things? Um, I think all in all, my kind of issue with this card is that it was it was too long, it was too overbooked, it was very poorly paced. Um, for me, I like a show where... Uh, there's there's highs and then there's kind of like palate cleansers and 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 the they they spread out it here it just felt like like the the the, the card was being almost booked on the fly where there was no kind of a no kind of forethought towards how it would flow as a show and I think it, that was that kind of marks the card down for me uh mm. in, in 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 terms of a grade uh but all in all if that's the the, the biggest complaint i think aw can be quite happy that whilst it was it was certainly not the best show that they've ever done it was still there was still some really good high points it's just a shame of the the very very low points that come along with it I, I I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I, I think that um, I think that AEW and its fans will be very pleased by the wrestling and, and the actual in-ring performances here. Um, if I was to complain about anything, it's um, exactly what you talked about. This card is very, very long, and it does seem as though this is a card that was almost sloppily put together. Um, kind of last minute. Uh, again, if, if 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 given the option here, uh, would I have still paid maybe thirty five or even forty dollars if you had given me a six match card where it's all blow away matches? Uh, th- yeah, I would have rather taken that than pay fifty and get eight matches that eight or ten matches that were just not on par. Um, yeah, definitely. So. This was definitely a case of less is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I mean, so, like we said, some of these matches didn't really shout out as pay per view level matches. The Dark Order versus uh, the Natural Nightmares, uh, Scorpio Sky and Cadona. It that that was a dynamite match uh, to set up for a, for a pay per view match. It, it didn't need to be on this card. Uh, and I think cutting that and and 
yeah, maybe kind of changing the 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 the, the structure of the pay per view round. Uh, maybe putting some more high profile, uh, more storyline based matches towards the end of the card. Slotting the the, the comedy matches in the middle uh, as, as a palate cleanser. I think it would have come off as a better uh, all round show, but. I, I still, as much as I've, I've kind of uh, really critiqued it, I, I, I enjoyed the action that I saw. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I, I think it was a very enjoyable show. I'm very pleased with it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we've, we've basically covered all the bases there as far as AEW goes. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on just very briefly here to a couple pieces of other news that I want to touch on, and then uh, uh, we'll close out with If Wishes Were Fishes. Uh, unfortunately, again, no Steven this week, so uh, we're going to try and keep it as short and tight as possible. Um, but um, NXT was quite interesting this week here, Mags. Um, it was. <laughs> we had what, the, what um, WWE and NXT really kept calling the four pillars of NXT, being Ciampa, Gargano, Balor, and Adam Cole uh, in a four-way Iron Man match, a 60-minute Iron Man match to determine uh, the new NXT champion. Um, now, there was a lot of hinting uh, on commentary uh, about Tommaso Ciampa uh, throughout the match and that, what kind of impact he's having on the match. Um, I was very, very certain that Tommaso Ciampa was going to walk away as the champion, uh, but uh, we had... Uh, Finn Balor make a pinfall within just moments uh, before the match ended, and then Adam Cole got a pinfall on Finn Balor. Uh, mm-hmm. So they ended up with two falls apiece, whereas Gargano and Ciampa only had one. Uh, with that being said, Mags, um, uh, William Regal came out. He uh, almost called him Stephen Regal. William Regal <laughs> <laughs> came out. He's and- a man. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out in his lumberjack attire. He's got an axe. It'd have been great. Um, he'd be like, make him the champion. Um, um, but yeah, he announced that uh, Finn Balor and Adam Cole will be having a match this week on NXT, uh, which will be on Tuesday once again, um, to decide the, uh, the, the champion. Um, Mags, what are your thoughts on the Iron Man match, and and do you have any predictions for what's to come this Tuesday? Yeah, well, that's that's some brave, brave booking by NXT to to really push that you were going to have a an undisputed champion at the end of this. Mm, uh, very ballsy. <laughs> Yeah, and then, oh no, swerve, we're going to run it back, basically. Uh, the match itself was, was phenomenal. You can't go wrong with 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 those four competitors. Uh, there was a lot of backlash about uh, Champa and Gagano being in the match together when they had the one final B match and they were never to face each other again. But injuries happen, needs must, and, and these were the four right people to be in the match. Um I I love the kind of spread of uh of of the pins as well. Uh if you notice uh Gagano didn't pin Champa, Champa didn't pin Gagano, um Cole pinned Gagano and Bala uh, uh Bala pinned Cole and, and Champa. So the the there was really nothing to separate Cole and Bala. They both got a pin over each other. They both got a pin over one of the, the competitors. It 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 plays out perfectly that these were the two people to to have a, a match against next week. Um 
Personally, I think I'd, I'd like to see Balor win the title. Um, only because Cole has done pretty much everything he can do in NXT. Uh, him having uh, been the champion again would would kind of just be kind of arsing on the cake almost. Like it, it, it wouldn't really be needed. He's, he's, he's already the longest reigning NXT champion in history. Is the triple crown winner. He's he's done literally everything you can do in in NXT. And and whilst Balor has been a champion in NXT before, he's come down with the sole purpose of of kind of taking back what he what he what he had in NXT. He's uh, he was always looking back to the past to to be what he was before. Uh, so I think that kind of makes sense. There's there's more interesting feuds with Balor as the champion because. Cole has, has literally wiped everybody out. He's, mm. he's beaten everybody who, who's who's there to beat. Uh, so the matches between uh, Balor and perhaps uh, Champa, uh, Gagano, Damian Priest, um, Trevor Lee to the moon, uh, those kind of matches are, uh, for Balor look interesting, where with Cole it's kind of uh, been there, done that almost. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll throw to you a, a proposition here, Max, because um, I, I have a slightly different thought here because I, I, I feel as though, uh, for, from what our good friend Mike Charlop has said in, in, in certain DMs that we're in, um, I, I feel as though WWE just couldn't help themselves as far as uh, booking this as a non-finish after such a great match um, and, and that they were going to throw this to next Tuesday where they also still have a time slot in there. Um, I, I I feel as though, and and maybe maybe I'm living dangerously here, uh, Mags. But uh, could we possibly see Gargano and Ciampa interfere in the main event oh, on Tuesday? Oh my God, that that would be ultra balls effort <laughs> NXT to to swerve time and time again. I, I'd be there for it. I'd be. I'd love to see the kind of wrestling Twitter world burn over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be fun, uh, but it. I think we get a definitive champion. I hope we get a definitive champion because, mm. uh, yeah, twi- Twitter will implode if this goes to another uh, dusty finish. <laughs> I think so, man. I I, I I think that that Balor will ultimately be the champion if given the choice. Um, you know, I, I think that he makes a more unique champion, and it does it does reopen the matches that you could have with you know um, you know Gargano with Ciampa again with Trevor Lee with a lot of the same names that you had brought up before. I mean, I would even like to see somebody like Kushida in that mix. Um, yeah. I, I think that that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, even someone like Kyle O'Reilly, uh, yeah. who's always been the kind of like the, the understudy in, in, uh, the UE with call out the title picture. There's nothing stopping him kind of making a run to, to be world champion. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And a match between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly would be absolutely superb, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good shout there with Kyle O'Reilly. Man, I didn't even think about that. Um, 
Let, let's uh, let's talk about. Um, well, actually, let me let me post you one other question before we move on, because um, there has been a a feeling around wrestling Twitter that maybe it might be for the best that NXT stays on Tuesdays. I feel like that uh, that it evenly paced things out, and I don't think that anybody felt as though they were going. Let me rephrase. I don't think it, any NXT fans felt like they were going to miss out on Impact if if NXT was on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Um, I've never been one for this this kind of war uh, that's been perpetuated. I, I've never really seen it as, as a war. I've seen it as we get two amazing shows on a Wednesday, uh, in my case, obviously, on a, on a Thursday. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. So if it, if it takes away that kind of that fabricated battle between the wrestling fans on Twitter. That's, that's, I'm all for that because I think that's led to a lot of toxicity, a lot of uh, kind of battle lines being drawn, a lot of people uh, really hating on each other because of this perpetuated war. It takes away the, the, the feeding of the machine from the likes of uh, Meltzer and Alvarez, where they, they're putting up the numbers, knowing yep. that there's going to be debate about it. If they're on two separate days, it could be kind of looked as uh, as WWE backing down. But in the grand scheme of things, you're, you're, you're moving away from a competitor. You're not vying for the same audience. I mean, yes, WWE will, will be competing with impact but they're a footnote compared to aw in in terms of uh presence for 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 nxt uh i think it makes all the sense in the world uh it means that wrestling fans don't have to sit through four hours of of wrestling uh on a wednesday uh and it can be split between tuesday and, and wednesday i'm i'm happy it's a, it's a very sensible move both companies have, have done uh, better numbers when they've been separated. Um, cl- both of them close to a million, which is uh, getting getting nearer to how they were when they first started. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I think it's a very sensible decision. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm I'm I would be happy to not have to make a decision between the two, mm-hmm. right? Because if let's be honest, if I'm going to watch some some wrestling on Wednesday, I'd rather. I'd rather just have to pick one, and yeah. uh, because I because I don't want to have to sit through twelve hours of watching wrestling all week. I would rather yeah. just have to pick one that I can watch on Wednesday and one that I can watch on Tuesday. And, and I think that if WWE did make the decision to stay on Tuesday nights, I'd be perfectly happy with that. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other way that that people have been have been consuming this this war is by, by double screening having mm-hmm. both running at once and um as as good as that has been for me it it means you're not fully concentrated on one or the other if some if something's happening on the same time on both shows you you, you can't focus your attention so yeah it's for me it's it's win-win for both companies um aw can can look like they've beat off the big dog of uh, of nxt and nxt can happily go on and and concentrate on their own product and, and building their their tuesday fan base yeah mm-hmm. i'm happy with it absolutely man 
Um, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go to one other thing here and then we'll close out with if wishes were fishes. Um, but, uh, the WWE kind of, uh, broke Twitter a little bit and maybe broke more than just Twitter, um, with, uh, I I guess the, the rumors coming out about, uh, WWE and third party deals. Um, we even seen friends like Josh, um, our, our friend, Josh Robinson posting about it, uh, hoping that, uh, that is not, you know, um, as severe as it sounds, but it does sound still pretty severe. Um, wh- what is essentially boiled down here is um, Vince McMahon had, um, I guess, um, put out some kind of memo, uh, a-, a notice here uh, regarding that uh, uh, they would not, no longer be allowed, uh, that talent would no longer be allowed to uh, do third party deals um, a- as far as uh, making. Uh, money off of their their likenesses and their names uh, for uh, things like uh, YouTube and Twitch affiliation, as, as well as uh, as as cameos. So there's there's a lot of gray area here. Um, there's a lot of uh, things alleging that uh, WWE not only owns uh, the intellectual property of the stage names of the performers, but also the intellectual property of the actual names of some of these people too. Um, so this is all very discouraging, Mags. Yeah, uh, I think this is a case of um, wrestling journalism doing what wrestling journalism does best, and by best I mean worst. It's getting half of a story, making a massive mountain out of a molehill, and mm-hmm. and feeding the 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 Twitter machine, uh, whipping them up into a frenzy with with half truths. Um, it's it's come out since then that uh, that. It's, this originated from a meeting that, that, that Vince had that he wanted uh, to kind of uh, repair the reputation of WWE uh, going after this uh, corona um, uh, epidemic and really kind of boost WWE's profile and, and that the, uh, he wanted all the superstars on board with it. And then he, he added to that um, with, the, with, the, with the release of the memo. Uh, I think the issue actually, the, or the straw that brought the camels back, was uh, was the Instagram uh, post by Lana, where she was uh, promoting uh, Bang energy drinks in mm-hmm. several posts. So Vince has, uh, has kind of got very angry about that. Uh, but again, going back to where wrestling um, uh, journalism kind of only feeds you a little bit of the information, the it's come out since that. It's only using the WWE uh, characters and and the, the 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 assigned names for the likes of Twitch, for the likes of Cameo, uh, for the likes of uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. The wrestlers are are more than than capable of using their own name, uh, their own legal name. There's there's no there's no. Uh, uh, legislation that says WWE have, have the right to to tell uh, the wrestlers that they cannot uh, work under their own official name, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where uh, basically the 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 wrestling journalism has has kind of took a little bit of a story and, and made the rest up on the fly. And I think uh, Andrew Yang, who uh, if I'm if I know correctly, he's, he's quite a high rank politician in in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's gone. Uh, gone off on one about the the contracts and in terms of those i i agree i think that they are not really legally um 
they're not legally bound contracts. They don't. They mm-hmm. just seems to be a smack of 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 kind of um. There's something not right about those contracts that you are an uh, independent contractor and basically WWE have all the rights to to fire you as as and when and you have have no comeback. I think right. that hopefully from this situation someone and it's going to take a wrestler or a group of wrestlers with a with a lot of a lot of balls to to challenge this this is going to be a a, a lengthy court battle to mm-hmm. to say these these contracts are not enforceable uh, for the money uh that a company like WWE make i mean we're talking about record profits in a time when they've not been able to put on shows and for the wrestlers to be independent contractors and not mm-hmm. fully fledged um, employees with with the benefits that come from being an employee, it's it's scandalous and it does need challenging. Right. But it needs somebody to 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 basically bang their head against the wall, be the first person to to challenge that. Um, the the worry would be that WWE's legal team would absolutely just destroy anybody anyone who who kind of. Uh, Put up that challenge, and and maybe it's a case of they they, they prey on uh, wrestlers wanting to be uh, a WWE superstar. That that's their dream. That they mm-hmm. can kind of put in these contracts pretty much what they want, and these these talents are are going to sign it no matter what because mm-hmm. your your dream as a wrestler is to make it to the big time. Uh, yeah, it's a horrible situation. It, it's not entirely true the the stories that have come out on Twitter and. and that's that's what happens with Twitter that you kind of get drip fed the information. Eventually, it all does come to light, but it does raise the point that that these contracts are are, are pretty bad for the wrestlers, and and something does need need addressing. Uh, wrestlers should be, if you if you are going to be controlled in the manner that WWE are looking to control you, you should be uh, you should be compensated accordingly. You should have uh, stuff like healthcare. You should have uh, uh, all your your travel paid for. You should have a a, a pension scheme. You should yeah. you shouldn't have to be be classed as an independent contractor and then be told yeah, but you can't work anywhere else. That's not the definition of an independent contractor whatsoever. Right, and I think that that's that's where my problem is because, uh, and, and I'm glad that you you spoke at length about uh, <laughs> what what this means what about a, wrestling what journalism. A backhanded and... compliment that was. <laughs> I'm Mags, glad you Mags, you've been going on forever. Come on, just can you, can you just wrap it up here? No, um, uh, <laughs> no. Um, but I'm, no, seriously, I'm glad that you actually spoke with Ling and actually clarified a lot of that. Uh, simply because I think there is a lot of that confusion, and and I'm glad that you went in that direction because um, obviously that is the, the the perception, and and obviously you know uh, you know there there are these articles yes that not only come up from uh, uh from actually like pro wrestling inc and these kind of websites but also forbes right uh there there's some, there's forbes journalism that that actually um kind of elaborates along the same lines um now i think what this really does mean is that um and I guess where, where where my issue really is is along the same lines of what you further expanded on um, is that if you are independent contractors, you should be able to work 
independently. But obviously, there's this dichotomy here in WWE where, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't have to, you're independent contractors, we don't have to provide you with these benefits, but please don't do this whole laundry list of things that, you know, uh, you know, that, 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 that we do not want you to do, right? Um, there, there's so many things that you have to abide by when you're a, a WWE performer. And uh, again, I have no issue, uh, that, um, you know, with anybody, obviously, as a content creator, uh, to go out there and, and, and make your own content. That's that's what's the beautiful thing about this. Um, I, I think what, what my problem here is, and this is what I've tried uh, to explain to Josh and in, in, in not so many words, um, is the fact that this is perceived as WWE controlling things that really they should have no control over. Um, and, and I think that that is right down to the knuckle exactly what you're talking about with independent contractors that somebody needs to you know wake up and get a some kind of group together uh of everybody in the back to say you know we shouldn't have to put up with just things as it is right um you know obviously jesse ventura tried to unionize uh wrestling years ago uh that was stamped out pretty quickly um, you know, wrestling unions have, have tried to come up before, even in recent times, but even that's not happening, right? I think it has to take a major name of somebody to convince, you know, the people in the back, uh, that, that this is, this is no longer a, uh, a viable option, right? Um, yeah. and that, and that's where I have the problem. I don't have a problem with, I mean, obviously I know that, that Meltzer, uh, you know, he's, he's written things before and then. You know, um, it it gets it's, it's this game of telephone where the story gets uh, more, um, I guess, muddied as you go. Um, Very Chinese whispering. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, so it's it, 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 again the 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 facts kind of get muddied up, and then it makes it to us on Twitter, and people aren't perceiving it the correct way. Um, but but again, where I have the problem is 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 that WWE is simply contri- trying to control uh, the income of the wrestlers um, in, in a way where they really shouldn't have any business. If if they are going to use their own real names, that's perfectly fine. But wh- where does that end in trying to use their likenesses, right? Because if they're yeah. it's it's the same person, right? If if AJ Styles went and made a YouTube page and you used his real name to try and monetize off of something. You know what's stopping WWE at this point from saying, "Well, you you look like AJ Styles, so you can't do this, right?" Yeah, I mean, and and to play devil's advocate from a business standpoint, I can understand WWE's stance on this because, right. uh, like I said, the the straw that brought the camels back was was Lana promoting uh, the 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 Bang Energy drinks. Now, if WWE are in a contract with a with a rival company. Uh, that could be that could affect their bottom line. I, I totally get that point, but when you're uh, having your talents sign independent wrestler contracts and not employee contracts, you have no or you should have no recourse of of what they do outside their obligations to to WWE. Um, you wouldn't independently contract a builder 
to build you a property and then say, well, no, you can't build a property for for a rival company of mine because you don't have that power over that builder. And WWE shouldn't have that power over the over that that wrestling talent, but they do, and it 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 needs to be challenged. It just takes a. Uh, one wrestler or a group of wrestlers to to say, look, we we've had enough of this. We don't think it's legal, uh, and and we we want to to take this to the courts to to decide whether this is enforceable. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. And and like I said, I mean, I I get it. There's a lot of you know um, division within wrestling Twitter and an actual understanding of about of everything that's going on and, and even a, a very big gray area of how wrestlers can proceed uh, going forward. Um, however, um, I think that if if nothing else can be learned by instances like this continuing to pop up uh, every few months or so, um, it's that if you are a WWE. Uh, you know, uh, if you're an, an aspiring WWE performer, or if you are somebody on the independent scene who wishes to work in WWE or wishes to work in another major company, even if it's AEW, as friendly as they seem, um, don't ever sign anything without having legal representation go over your contract beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the lesson learned here, folks. I mean, even if you don't care about uh, you know having social security income, if you don't care about having health care, if you don't care about having anything else, um, you're just out there for the money. Still, we recommend that you get legal representation to go over the finer details of of your contract because that's what they're there for, folks. That's really what they're there for. Um, we'll leave it at that, Mags. Uh, let's take a deep dive down into, of course. If wishes were fishes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, if wishes were fishes is a fun little game that, well, Steven and I normally play, but with Mags here, St- Mags and I will play this game. Uh, we, we will each take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and the other one will grade that wish in terms of fish. Mm. This is a, a very fun game. Uh, Mags, I know I have a wish prepared. Do you have a wish? As as I am want to do, I am winging it. Uh, so I've got a wish in mind. Uh, okay. It's one I've literally just come up with this very second. Oh, well, fantastic. Uh, well, uh, go ahead and share with the people here, here Mags, as, as you've got it on your mind now. Okay. So, if wishes were fishes, mm-hmm. every listener to this show, every follower of Headlock Talk, of my account, of all the podcast accounts that I have, the many dozens and dozens, <laughs> they would all go and follow at Radio Techers. They would all go <laughs> and subscribe to at Shooting the Sports Ish, and they would mm. go and give our new exciting content on that that channel. Uh, the love that it, it deserves because I'm incredibly proud of, of the few episodes that we've done and I think that the, the project is going to take on a life of its own and we're going to really um, really go places with this. So get on, on the ground floor. I wish that you all go and give us a sub on uh, the sports, uh, shooting the sports-ish YouTube channel. 100%. You you actually <laughs> took my wish. Uh, 
Um, yeah, Mazdin Kalak. So, <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Uh, go to uh, shooting sports ish sports ish shooting the sports ish um, on Twitter. Um, I believe the handle is uh, uh, shooting sports with two s's on the end. Shooting sports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so make sure to give them a follow. Uh, we are part of that collective with Radio Techers, who you should also follow on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Lots of fun here between Mags and I talking about uh, the Premier League, uh, about uh, just, just football in general, uh, foot, football with, with uh, you know, uh, your feet, not with Actual your... Actual feet? Yeah, not, not with your hands. Uh, it's a different sport. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we, we do a podcast there, so make sure to check that out and, uh, uh, subscribe to Radio Techers, actually. It's, it's available on, uh, Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify right now, uh, so make sure to check those out, and, uh, obviously, like I said, just, uh, make sure to keep your eyes out for, uh, Shooting the Sports-ish, making its debut, actually, uh, the same day as you're listening to this podcast here, so make sure to go Ooh, and check us out on Radio out. Techers. What are you yeah. doing? Stop listening to this. Yeah, because we're just going to talk bum for the next 10-15 minutes. Go on, listen to that instead. It's us talking more bump about a totally different sport. One hundred percent, Mags. One hundred percent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the whole lot. I'm gonna give you ten killer whales because that's a killer wish and a, and a whale of a wish. I love it. I absolutely I love that it. wish. <laughs> um, for for my wish here, um, I know that we spoke about. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho earlier. Uh, what happens with Orange Cassidy going forward? Uh, better question yet: What happens with Chris Jericho going forward? How 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 do we navigate these waters here now that Chris Jericho is is done with his feud uh, with Orange Cassidy? Um, uh, well, that's a good question. I I think that. Uh, what you do with Chris Jericho now, if, if wishes were fishes, right, is, is that you you give Chris Jericho maybe a little bit of a break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wish is that Chris Jericho takes a bit of a vacation for a while. He he, you know, he can do his commentary, he can do all sorts of stuff, but let's not over expend Chris Jericho's uh, talent and creativity. I think we kind of ended up seeing maybe a bit of a uh, maybe a dip in form, if you will, um, in, in terms of the creative uh, direction of of this feud. Um, I don't think that uh, you, you want to put so much pressure uh, on on Chris Jericho to to carry and develop a, an entire roster as he has done uh, for the last year at AEW. Um, you know, let let him you know, let him take a little bit of a break. I I, I think that uh, you know having Chris Jericho would come back for a feud that really means something uh, would actually make the most sense for me. Um, so that's my wish. Chris Jericho, take a little bit of a vacation, buddy. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, what you don't want is is your your most high-profile wrestler going from losing a feud to losing a feud to losing a feud. Uh, as, as bulletproof as he is in terms of results, eventually that kind of uh, luster would, would wear off. Uh, so that makes absolute sense. Let the guy, uh, let the guy rest up. Let him uh, go away. He's the the king of reinvention, so he can come back uh, definitely as a, a new facet of, of uh, Chris Jericho. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that uh, that as a as a wish. Uh, and in terms of fish, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give you uh, twenty red mullet. 
Now, Ooh. the reason I'm giving you red mullet, now that obviously doesn't kind of fit in with, <laughs> with the wish. And I kind of like to have my fish at least have some sort of connection with the wish. Uh, mm. But the the red mullet family of fish are, are also known by another name. They're known as goat fishers. And uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> is certainly the goat of wrestling. So, yeah, I'm going to give you 20 goat fishers. Well, thank you, Mags, for for your goat fish. I, I do appreciate them. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, and even maybe a little little bit of a certain edge that you could put on this here, and and maybe try to get something more out of the fact that they did this mimosa um, this mimosa mayhem match um, is the fact that you could simply uh, just kind of uh, turn it a little bit here. Like like as if Chris Jericho was was reinvented after going into the the mimosa, uh, maybe like the Joker was reinvented when he fell into the the bath of chemicals. Maybe, maybe we get a more sinister Chris Jericho coming out of this, um, you know, uh, out of this mimosa mayhem match, and, and maybe have a different spin uh, on what's going on with Inner Circle. Um, but uh, with that said, Mags, I, I think that that uh, that ties a nice bow on the show here today. It certainly does. It's been absolutely a fun weekend being able to, to chat with you uh, on a on a plethora of, uh, <laughs> of different topics. Absolutely, man. And and thank you so much again for filling in last minute for Stephen. I, I sincerely appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, I do ask again that everybody keeps Stephen in their thoughts as he's kind of go, going through a bit of a rough time uh, with some health issues. But, um, I, again, I sincerely appreciate you for joining us here on today's show, Mags. Where can the people find you? Okay. You can find me at Grude Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I've only got a few followers, and I don't really post a lot on Twitter, so I really could do with the numbers boosting. Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, best wishes to Stephen. I hope he uh, he recovers very, very soon. Uh, and if you need, if you need me to to jump in, Tanner, I'll just send out the bat signal, and uh, <laughs> I'll come a running. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. I'm not going to run through all the podcasts that I've got because there's just way too many to mention. But yeah, the links uh, and uh, sources for my content are on my Twitter page. Uh, yeah, so come and come and check me out. Uh, I'm always up for a conversation um, about not just about wrestling, about anything. So yeah, come and uh, give me a follow. Give me a uh, a chat. Uh, let's do it. Well, I I like the idea of you having like your like the mags signal like like for me like 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 like, like tur- turn on a switch somewhere and then there's, there's like like a vision up in the sky and you know what to get on onto Skype real quick yeah <laughs> that that would be pretty cool um, yeah uh, definitely check out Mags's content obviously follow him on Twitter at dej Kirkby also follow Steven on Twitter at, at, uh, at Grudy Steven um, but yeah you can definitely uh, find all of Mags podcast including Radio Techers that we've talked about before uh, all of it's all over our pages um, especially um, you know on, on my page as well uh, at Texas Gentleman underscore um, but yeah you can definitely check out all the stuff for Radio Techers there. Uh, we already plugged all the stuff as far as uh, shooting the sports-ish is concerned, so make sure to check out the debut right after you're done listening to this episode because, I mean, what are you doing, right? Go go, go check it out, like, right, right now. Go check it out now. Um, let's see here. Uh, but also follow us on Twitter, obviously, if you haven't done yet so far. I don't know why you're listening to the show if you haven't yet followed us on Twitter. How have you found this podcast if you, have, if you don't follow us on Twitter? Get yeah. on that Twitter. 
yeah, just follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, you can definitely check out this show here. Uh, we'll be posting links for it, uh, which again, you, you should already have those, right? Like that makes sense. Um, so definitely check those out um, uh, on Twitter. Give us a follow. I'll follow you back. It'll be a good time. Um, as fall as far as uh, plugs go, uh, make sure. Uh, if you are uh, uh, you know, a CBD enthusiast and in need of CBD, definitely go on to uh, our uh, sponsor's page, naturallyhemps.com. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, they've got uh, a full line of CBD gummies, CBD uh, sublinguals, everything from lotions, balms, the whole nine yards. They've got it for you. Uh, so definitely check out uh, naturallyhemps.com and use promo code HLT10 for 10% off on your purchase. That offer never expires. Uh, you can so you can use it multiple multiple times. You know it's there for you. It helps us. Uh, so definitely make sure if you're a CBD enthusiast to check that out. Um, also visit their sister page naturallypuresanitizer.com for all of your hand sanitizer needs. That way, so uh, you can keep your hands clean. It's especially important nowadays, folks. Uh, they've got sizes all the way from ones that you can fit bottles into your into your purse or into your pocket or in your car console, all the way up to gallon sizes that you can fill up maybe all of your other bottles at home. Uh, so make sure to uh, to check that out as well. And if you are a vapor and in need of e-liquid, uh, visit. Uh, AmericanVaporCompany.com. They've got a full line of flavors from uh, fruit flavors uh, through tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, candy flavors, and fruit flavors. So definitely check out all the goodness there. And for those sites as well, use promo code HLT10 at checkout uh, for 10% off on all of your purchases. And once again, it never expires. Uh, yeah, I think that does it, Mags. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to all of Mags' podcasts. Subscribe to Radio Techers. Subscribe to Shooting the Sports-ish. Uh, and I think that's all the plugs, Mags. I think I, th- I think that's it. <laughs> it, it. It comes to something when the plugs take 20 minutes. Yeah. I think we may create too much content. I think no, we, we do. don't. Go and we... check out all our amazing content. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Mags. Well, thank you once again for, for tuning in, everybody. And thank you once again, Mags, uh, for filling in last minute. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, y'all have yourselves a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.